0: There's a new kid on the block, or should I say online educational platform for artists and makers. If you love crafts, art, sewing, or pottery, then you will love Made TV, a streaming TV network dedicated to makers and inspired creativity. Today, I'll have a chat with the co-founders of Made TV, Monica Michelle and Joe Packham. Hello and welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast, where I explore the stories, the connections and the joy of guests in the quilting world that will bring you more joy and less overwhelm on your own creative path. I'm your host, Brandy Mislowski, also known as the Quilter on Fire, and I can't wait to share this week's episode with you. So here we go. My guests today are the co-founders of Made TV. Monica Michelle has a passion for helping women share their brands with a wider audience. She is the CEO and co-founder of Bloom TV, her first streaming TV network with floral focused content and has now co-founded with Joe Made TV that is specifically designed for artists and makers of all kinds. I met Jo Packham a few years ago and had dinner with her one evening at a quilt show and marveled at her history as the creator of the most gorgeous magazines filled with inspirations. She has been editor-in-chief for Where Women Create, Where Women Cook, Where Women Create Work, and What Women Create magazines. She has a list of accolades and awards for launching magazines and is known for creating actionable business tips and powerful stories. What these two women have come together to create in MADE TV is a streaming network to gather creators and lift them up to share their creations, crafts, and work with a wider audience. So let's explore the story of MADE TV. Monica and Joe, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for having us. It's an honor. I'm so
0: glad to have you here. This is such a fun idea. And I want to dive in, as I usually do, into a little bit of the history of each of you. So first of all, we will go with Monica. Monica, where would you say your creative journey began?
1: Oh, man. Well, I used to be in the world of marketing, and that does take creativity to some extent. However, I was doing it within the medical industry. And so that's, yeah, probably not the best use of my my creativity. But I would say my my biggest stroke of creativity came when I actually left that industry and started a bakery of all things where I created edible flower desserts. And so just bringing beauty to people's plates, to their homes through, you know, beautiful designed cookies and cakes. That's where my creativity really started.
0: And were there certain people in your life early on that had a creative impact on you?
1: My, you know, my mom has always been creative and my grandmother, she used to sew blankets and make our bedding and curtains and shirts and Halloween costumes. And she even had a shop when I was growing up that had tons of paints in there and art supplies. And my grandmother drew and I was always starting another creative business. So I've been surrounded by that my entire life, although I'm not creative in those ways whatsoever.
0: <laughs> Can you give us a little bit of a glimpse into your career path from there before, you know, Bloom TV and Made TV?
1: Yeah. So when I, when I first started the bakery, I actually, that was kind of on accident. I was doing it for fun on the side, thought that I would start making edible flower desserts for my girlfriend's. Uh, when I had the time. And my first client was the Oscars. And so I went from zero to 100 and was putting all of my desserts in all the dressing rooms at the Oscars. And I went full blown into that company and very soon realized that I am in fact not a baker and I prefer the digital space. And so I started looking at ways that I could take my company and bring it into a digital platform so that it fit more with the desired lifestyle that, that I have, which is, yeah, being on the road and being digital and not being in a physical location. And so I started looking at, you know, maybe I could teach people how to create the desserts that I had made for the Oscars. And I thought, well, maybe I could also teach people the benefits of eating edible flowers and, you know, what health benefits come with that. And Then I thought, well, what about the mental health benefits of having flowers in your home? And I just went down this spiral with my co-founder, Devin Kearns for Bloom TV. And we realized that there was a food network. There was an HGTV, but there was no network dedicated to flowers. And so we went straight into that, launched that January of 2022 and then, of course, that just led us down the path of this niche media and uplifting creators within different niches, as well as bringing the public entertainment and educational content that focuses in on different niches. And that's, of course, when we we met Joe Packham and had this crazy idea to launch a second sister network, Made TV.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It sounds like such a a logical path. You went from edible flowers to floral focused bloom TV and now made TV. And I mean, I know Joe, I've met her a few times in person and this is such a good fit. I mean, she has the history, she has the style, she has the words. I'm telling you, she can write, right? So (laughs) Joe, tell us about your first stitches or what you're into.
2: Oh, my career started... I had just had my first baby and I was living in California. My husband had just graduated from law school and passed the bar and he wanted to stay in California and I did not want to. I wanted to go home to Utah. So I'll never forget it. We were driving home in the middle of the night. My mother was very creative, but I never had dreams of owning anything. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, you know, a big family, those kinds of things, and I couldn't get out of California. So we were driving home after looking for a place to live in Walnut Creek. And I just announced that I said, I'm going home. And I had this baby in my arms. And Scott said, You're going to go home and do what? And I said, I go home and open a retail store and sell craft supplies. I mean, I don't even know where the thought came from. It was one o'clock in the morning and he said, no, you're not. And I said, actually I am. So I went home and packed us up and moved home. And he came shortly after, but a good friend of mine who was a phenomenal artist we got together. And in about three months, we opened a retail store that sold art supplies to the university. And we were just right there. And then we went into teaching classes and other things. And then that led to counted cross-stitch had just Jenny Thompson and Gloria and Pat had brought had counted cross-stitch and it hit the market with a furor that we have not seen before or since. And people were making millions of dollars. So I said, let's do cross-stitch books. and we can do this and this and this. So I did that for 10 years. And then for 17 years, when the bottom fell out of that market, I went into publishing books and I did that for 17 years. And then when they sold, my publisher sold to Barnes and Noble. So then I went into magazines. And then when that quit working, then I met Monica.
0: (laughs) And when I first met you, you were still in the magazines. And I remember... On the show floor at a quilt show, you had one of your magazines with you. And I was pouring through it and thinking, who would not want to be in this beautiful magazine? So the way you bring things together, people together, tell the stories, the photography. I loved how you you let the creators bring their own photography into the works as well. Like I loved all that about your magazine, but you know, I'm curious, like you've been a long time publisher of incredible magazine content. So tell us what brought you into the world from where women create to made TV.
2: Well, Lori Siebert, who's an artist, do you know, Lori, she's so amazing. But she introduced when I had the magazine, she introduced Monica and I to each other, because she said you two need to know each other. So Monica and I put together this idea that she would shoot the video for Mm -hmm. Bloom TV. And I would feature the person in the magazine. And then we would advertise for each other and link to each other so that we could Mm -hmm. do that. And then I decided, you know, COVID really, really hurt. We did that for three issues, I think. Yeah, Three issues. And, and then COVID really, really hurt the publishing industry. I don't think it's bounced back yet, but everything was just getting so out of control. And the quality was slipping so far because the publishers just couldn't afford heavy paper, all those kinds of things that they did before. So I sold the company to my publisher. And I thought, well, that's all just work three or four years and retire. Mm -hmm. That lasted three months. (laughs) (laughs) It was the first time I'd ever had a boss, right? In 46 years of publishing, I'd always owned my own companies. And so I took off on a excursion to get my head in the right place. I I really think I might have had a nervous breakdown, but I went to France with a friend for five weeks and then I traveled around the country for a month or so. And when I came back, Monica called and said, you know, I've got this proposal. Would you be interested in? And you need to know that I'm terrified of the computer. I cannot figure out, I can't figure out how to schedule my events on Calendly. I can't figure out anything. And my daughter is just like, oh my God, mom. And, but they're very patient with me. And I do have lots of connections in the industry. And so I am perfect for that part of the business. So Monica is the genius who handles all of the other stuff and I handle the content.
1: Well, I gotta, I need to back up here because when we when when Joe and I first were introduced through Lori Siebert. I'll never forget it. We were on a call together and I'm meeting her for the first time and she's talking about her career in magazines and we start ideating on how we can collaborate and how we can bring this digital media piece together with publishing uh, to create a real impact and highlight creators in a totally new way where they're not just getting this feature in a magazine, but they're also getting featured in a full-scale production that really tells the why behind their story. Joe featured the what and the where, and we would kind of dig into the why they create what they create. And so it was really beautiful. We had a great conversation, but I I remember getting off of that call and immediately, you know, I, I think I stayed on longer on the Zoom with my co-founder Devin Kearns for Bloom. And I was just like, how do we steal Joe? <laughs> And like, just immediately, it was like, how do we, like, how do we steal Joe? How do we work with Joe? And so fast forward, and I don't want to say I manifested, but we did. We manifested Joe because we wanted to work with her as soon as we met her. And it just turned out that, you know, a year after our, our collaboration together is when this other niche media came about. And we were like, Joe is the perfect person for this. So it's been really cool. Yeah, and
0: who doesn't want to manifest their own Joe, right? I know. (laughs) Okay, so it's so nice to hear the story of how you two met, but I want to do a little bit of geography right now. So Monica, where are you living now and who are your loved ones that you share your world with every day?
1: Oh my gosh, so I live in Denver, Colorado, and uh, I share my life with my partner, Devin Kearns, who's also my business partner. We have a baby on the way that'll be here in about seven weeks. Oh, (laughs) Oh, congratulations. (laughs) A little girl. Her name is Alara. And then we also have a big old Doberman ham of a dog that we love dearly. And that's our our family dynamic. (laughs) Oh, that
0: is sweet. And Joe, how about you? Where are you in the world and who do you surround yourself with every day?
2: Okay, so I live in Ogden, Utah. I was born and raised there. And I have no desire to move, really. My children are there. I have a daughter and a son-in-law who have twins, a boy and a girl, who are 18 now. And my son and my daughter-in-law have twins, a boy and a girl, who are four. So they are kind of my claim to fame and the center of my life. And then I have my lifelong friends. I get together all the time with friends that I've had since kindergarten. Yeah. So it's just I'm a I'm a small town girl. Yeah,
0: and it's so nice to surround yourself with a circle of friends and those are just a lot of grandbabies.
2: Two sets of twins. <laughs> Two sets of twins, both a boy and a girl, and they look identical to each other, Aww. which is just crazy. It's it's fun. We we I love that.
0: Oh, how sweet. Okay, so let's get into this great new streaming TV network you have both co-founded. Why don't you each give us a snippet on Made TV, and we'll see how they compare. So, Monica, you start by describing Made TV in a nutshell.
1: In a nutshell, Made TV is a streaming TV platform that, for consumers, is designed to educate and entertain people in the world of arts and crafts. For the artists and makers who participate with us, it is a platform to elevate their brand And uh, dive into the world of workshops, as well as if they're interested, have the potential to create a full show or series that can be housed on our platform.
0: Yeah, that sounds like such a great opportunity. So, Joe, how would you describe Made TV?
2: I describe Made TV from Monica's perspective. It, Devin compares it to a pyramid. They're at the top of the pyramid. My passion is the community that builds the platform. Mm-hmm. So I am interested mm-hmm. in making sure that whether you want to be a member or a teacher or have your own TV show, that you have a community to go to, to support you, mm-hmm. to feel safe. I use the word safe all the time because there will be no traditional advertising. There will be no algorithms there there will be nothing but all of us supporting each other. And that's my goal. Yeah.
1: Well, wow, I want to change my answer now because <laughs> <laughs> that is a huge part of it is the community
2: piece. Yeah. Yeah. That's big, but the yeah. TV is really important yeah. and the pilots because it gives the artists an opportunity mm-hmm. to have something and be part of something that they never would have the opportunity to before. Plus mm-hmm. this TV I've been involved a little bit in TV, and it's scary stuff. Those guys are piranhas. You know what I mean? And you don't have to be afraid of that at made TV. You're involved. The people are good. There are no hidden agendas. I mean, it's just a, a creative, safe place to be from beginning to end.
0: Yeah, and I'm involved in the holiday events that you have coming up. And I was really excited, actually, about the Zoom meeting that you had for the creators, because it was so inclusive to people of all levels. You know, it was it was inclusive to the person who is, this is my very first video, and I'm freaking out. And it was inclusive to the person who's been doing Zoom video for ages, and everyone can be involved. And there's just such great education, right? So I just think, you know, it's a really good thing that you guys are doing. So. Monica, you said that you manifested Joe. So let's continue the story there. Once you actually got a hold of her, you got her in your clutches, was there some kind of brainstorm meeting or a defining moment when you both felt like, wow, this is a great idea. We could do something similar to Bloom TV, but in the maker's world. So this could really work. So was Mm -hmm. there something like that?
1: Well, so I remember my co-founder Devin was he's a big visionary like I mean just ridiculous visionary in all the best possible ways. and I'm I'm also I, I would consider myself a visionary, but I'm a little more operational as far as like I need the you know the Excel sheets and the steps and the you know all of that in place. And he had brought up at one point, you know, we need to have several niche medias and, you know, living under, you know, one giant umbrella media entity. And of course, when he brought that up, you know, you're in the stress of just the first one. And I'm like, well, how are we going to do that? (laughs) Like, you know, barely got time for this one. And like, how are we going to like start another one? And, and, but the more we talked about it, the more I was like, God, you're so right. Like what a special, thing that we could replicate for all of these different creators and all of these different media entities. And I remember we just, Joe was the first person we thought about. We were like, we were like, gosh, the the artists and makers and Joe would be perfect. And we had no idea about The transition that Joe was getting ready to make out of the the publishing world, and we called her up and asked her to come out to Denver. And of course, those of you who know Joe knows that she'll just drop everything and jump on a plane immediately. (laughs) And so she came out to Denver. We had lunch and talked a little bit about the vision. And but I would just say, like we we knew from the start, like from the moment of meeting Joe, we knew we wanted to work with her on a on a bigger level on a bigger project. And then when she came out here and, you know, after leaving, we we knew we were like, this is it. This is the next network. And it just felt like it was kind of meant to be and perfect aligned timing. Yeah, that is
0: so great. And Joe, tell us about what it felt like when you first got that call. You know, we want to fly you out and talk to you.
2: Well, I was in a state of mind where I needed a job of some kind because I really thought I'd go into the nonprofit world, you know, because that's kind of my the way I think about everything I do. It's to help those. That's why everyone in the magazines, we always had a few famous people, but they were always the unknown artists, the ones who were starting so that you could give them an opportunity to get their their Companies going and all that kind of thing. That's just where my heart is. And so, you know, and I don't know if I'm a visionary or if I just have really great ideas. But when you get me in this category and they made the proposal to do it on the network, on streaming TV, I had to pretend like it wasn't on the computer. I had to pretend like it was, you know, something I could control and understand. But now I was in, I didn't even have to blink an eye. I was in 100% because I have a lot of ideas of my own. TV is not my dream. I don't want to do that. I don't like to be in front of people. But I have lots and lots of ideas for the artists who don't dream that either. So make a great team.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we have a mutual friend in Michelle Muska and that little birdie. She tells me everything. And she told me that you can brainstorm like nobody's business. So it sounds like you guys are a good connection. Sounds really good. So let's outline Made TV and how learners can get involved. So there are all kinds of things to watch, from studio tours to artist interviews, and of course, the education of every craft you can imagine. But Joe, tell us what kinds of education we'll find on Made TV.
2: You will find everything you can imagine as a creative on Made TV. And the premise is pretty much taken from the magazines, because we have proof of what the audience wants to see. So they want to learn, but you can take really good classes a million places on the internet. So we have to add over and above how to make everything in every category. So we have them tell their story like they used to in the magazines. We have them show their studio like they used to in the magazines. And then because we want to be More than anybody has ever been online, we are working with all the publishers Mm -hmm. so that the new authors can give book reviews of their books so we can help them sell their books. The um, publishing companies will... Um, give tutorials on how to become an author and have your own book. We're going to work with all, we're working with a lot of the companies like Aliso with Michelle and it's, we have um, makers must haves so they can highlight products and where to get them. We'll have business. We have a whole wellness section. We will support the independent small store owners so that we can take videos and do shorts on them, and they can talk about them and where they are. And then we're also going to do lots of big workshops where we bring everybody together in different places in the country so we can all, you know, work together in, you know, like where we can touch each other, right? Yeah. (laughs) So we want to be a little bit of everything. And when you bring in all the arts and crafts, we have, we literally have the expertise And the audience and the performers to do both, to do everything.
0: And when I was scrolling through the website recently, I saw you do current events as well. Like when you went to H&H Americas, there's a bunch of little interviews in there. And when I was on the website, of course, I zeroed in on the fiber arts area. And I found lessons on velvet pin cushions, felting, cyanotype printing. I mean, that is my thing on fabric, um, rug hooking, scrap busters, the list goes on. So... I guess we'll go to Monica for this question. How does it work if you want to sign up for Made TV? Like what does it cost? Do you buy, do you pay for each video? Do you buy a membership for a certain period of time? How does it work?
1: Yeah, sure. So there's two options to join Made TV. You can come in as a lifetime member, and that is 375. That gives you access not only to Made TV for ever but it also gives you access to our sister network bloom tv forever there's also special events and workshops and fun things that we'll be doing especially for our lifetime members so it's a really really fun club to be in there's also annual memberships if you're more into that where it's a yearly subscription and that's 99 a year and that gives you full access to to made tv site as well as our live workshops
0: yeah, so if you pay $99 for the year, do you get to see things that happened in the past or just everything that's on there?
1: You get to see everything that's on there, plus you get to join our live workshops that our creators are teaching throughout the holiday seasons. It's just it's a fabulous membership. Some people, you know, you look at uh, traditional large streaming networks and you get access to content, but they never invite you in to get to know the people behind the content or to do live workshops or to meet the other members. So as Joe was talking about earlier on the the community side of things, that's one of the benefits that you get as a member with us is that community aspect.
0: Yeah, sounds so good. And you have a really great website too. So that's madetvnetwork.com. And Monica, can you give us a quick glimpse of what we'll find on the website?
1: Yes, so you'll have the opportunity to sign up as a lifetime member, an annual subscriber. You can see a little bit about me and Joe on there, and you can obviously go to our watch tab where you can scroll through all of the different content submitted by our users. So, again, all the different categories on um, artist mindset, on made in a minute crafts, you'll find full sections on fashion and stitching and everything in between. So it's it's definitely built to be more of an OTT site, which just means over-the-top entertainment content that is streamed directly to your smart device.
0: Yeah, sounds so good. And you can literally search and look for everything before you even make your purchase, right? You can decide, you know, is this good for me before you even hold the plug and make that purchase.
1: And you can also search by maker as well. So you can also browse through all of the different makers that are involved and click on their profile to see all of their submitted content.
0: Now, Joe, I know that there's also a newsletter as well. So what will we find in the newsletter for Made TV? (laughs)
1: who writes that I don't know
2: surprise surprise that's like getting a surprise package (laughs) every month right Monica sends out all of the informational kinds of newsletters and mine are just a little bit more personal Mm. and I must admit I'm all over the board just because in a personal newsletter it needs to be all over the board so you don't get kind of bored so it's not like oh yeah here's Joe's newsletter again right so I use different layout styles I use different approaches it's just like like artists do you know when you paint you practice right Mm -hmm. or when you do ceramics sometimes they're not always the same style so that's kind of my
0: yeah so if you sign up for the email list in a nutshell you'll get weekly information on what's coming up next the fall things you know the the things for halloween thanksgiving christmas and then the monthly thing is kind of a personal note from joe
1: Yeah, our weekly newsletters are definitely that. What to watch, what's new to made TV, any fun live workshops or events that we have coming up, artist spotlights, and then Joe's is, I mean, just beautiful personal notes. And this is just for our lifetime members. So you only get personal notes from Joe as a lifetime member. And then I know that she also has just an incredible talent for sharing beautiful quotes and imagery. And so you just kind of get immersed into that world with the, the monthly newsletters.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about some of the collaborations. So when I say collaborations, I mean, who are the partners and sponsors for Made TV?
1: So, our sponsor for Made TV, our very first sponsor, is actually Schiffer Publishing. They are fantastic, and they've just they've worked with so many artists as well as uh, creators on Bloom TV to produce beautiful books. As far as companies that we have worked with over this last couple of months and done giveaways with and partnered with on, you know, yeah, fun giveaways for the public. We've worked with Stella Lighting, The French Knot, H&H Americas, Rags to Riches, and Sew It Academy, and Aliso. And
0: Aliso Irons, one of my favorites, of course. So Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit
1: about who's jumping on
0: board as makers? Have you had some popular creators right off the bat?
2: You know, it's really interesting because we have had some popular creators who have done this kind of thing over and over again. But what is most exciting for me is how many new creators, mm-hmm. not not so much new. I mean, they've been creating forever, but they've never ventured out to do anything public like sell or videos or any of those kinds of things and their first videos we actually i go through every single video to make sure that the quality stays what it needs to be so that you can be guaranteed when you come to made tv Mm -hmm. that the quality is there it's not like youtube where it's kind of hit and miss everybody's in charge of their own we -hmm. want to make sure that if you represent each other that you are doing to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. So we have lots of new creators who are starting their own videos and it is so inspiring to watch the first one they redo two or three times the second one's a little better they're on their fifth and sixth ones now and they're just like I don't even have to watch them anymore right Mm -hmm. they're perfect so we hope to have by the time we get established we hope to have the biggest names in the industry as well as the newbies so that they can help each other and build each other's brand right
0: yeah and Made TV is not only for learners, there's an incredible avenue for makers as well. So, I mean, this is what we're talking about. So let's go there for a minute. What if you are a creator and you want to put your craft out to the world? How can you get involved with Made TV?
1: Oh, well, first of all, we're the perfect platform for creators uh, because you look at right now, social media has been such a big platform for people to Show their brand, grow their brand. And now algorithms are different. It has become very siloed in how people are able to grow their brands. And so for us, it's easy to get involved with us. You just go to madetdnetwork.com and you click on the button that says sign up as a maker. And then you're given a a list of dates where you can jump on a call with Joe uh, and our co founder, Devin Kearns. And with us it's it's really interesting because we have not only monthly maker calls where we're giving our creators updates and information on how to better their content but we have small groups that are led by Dion Woods who's our community engagement director And we're just here to support all the way. So everything from helping you to create your own videos, better content, better lighting, uh, but also how to grow it, how to market it, and how to just ultimately build your brand on on Made TV. And for those who want to do professional workshops, we have a, a bit of a system that we go through for Made TV, which is creators submit their own content. And the ones that do well and as they grow on our site There's opportunities for them to be brought into professional workshops filmed by our production team. There's also opportunities for those that are interested in uh, having their own full TV show or series produced by our team. So there's just endless opportunities to grow and also endless ways to collaborate with the other creators involved.
0: Yeah, well, it sounds like an avenue for dreams come true. People work really hard and they do really well. There's a lot of good places they can go, right? Okay, so since you mentioned Dion and Devin and a few other people, let's just talk about the team. Let's give a little shout out to everybody behind the scenes at Made TV.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, we yeah, Dion Woods is director of community engagement, so she's working directly with our our makers and our artists to help them with better content and confidence behind the camera, as well as how to. Uh, drive traffic to their their videos on Made TV. We have Devin Kearns, who is our co-founder as well. He's visionary. He's also one of the people that meet with some of the makers in the beginning to share the the vision behind Made TV and help them decide if it's the right avenue for them, along with Joe. We also have Julie Smith, who is our executive assistant and just all around uh, extraordinaire, does everything from putting together newsletter blasts to hurting all the makers to (laughs) just, I mean, everything in between. There's obviously Joe and I, and we worked with Michelle Muska uh, as well. And she put together all of our giveaways that we did over the last couple of months, which was also huge. Gosh, who else? Well, right now, our team's pretty small, it's small right now, yeah, I, because because we only started
2: in February, yeah. right? And this is only October. Yeah. And so but one thing I have to say about our team is mm-hmm. that the diversity is what I love. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at Monica and I, Monica's 29 years old and I'm 73, you know, and I've been in the industry for 46 years, and she's been in in the arts and crafts industry since February. Yeah <laughs> you, <might. laughs> you know So I think, and what I is so exciting about it is we have such different perspectives mm-hmm. and the way it's not a group of like Michelle and I and all of us who have been in the industry for a hundred years, right it's it's just this new perspective kind of, edged with the old experience. So I think that's why it's so exciting
1: because we are we are a group to behold, is all I have to say, right? And it's also interesting, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to even answer that question because I get so looped into like in this world, all of the makers that we work with feel like such a big, I mean, they are such a big part of the company. Mm-hmm. And so even though we have this, this small internal team, It's just like every new maker that joins on board, it's like they're instantly a part of the company because they're bringing people to us or they're introducing us to somebody or they're wanting to lead a workshop. And it just it feels like our team is bigger than what it is. Oh,
2: tremendously. Right. Yes, for sure.
0: Okay. So we're leading into the last question before the break. And this is my favorite question. I ask it of every single guest on my podcast. So we'll start with Monica in your maker world. What brings you joy?
1: Mm, I love just being in nature and like just taking those, those moments to go hiking and walking outside. And then even when I bring it indoors, the you know, this is maybe the the Bloom TV influence for me, but I love arranging flowers in a vase. I love just those moments where I get to experience just beauty. And I'm not necessarily doing anything. I'm not really a crafter or anything like that, but like I just enjoy the experience of slowing down and beauty and being in nature or you know, arranging flowers in my home and you know i don't know yeah, and
0: you I don't know, know i just i want to just take one second here and you know perhaps lift you up for one second because you are yes you are a craft <laughs> i have to say because floral i mean everything that you did like when we think about a mother with a small baby and they're expertly wrapping that diaper. That is creative too. You know what I mean? Like, so to say that you're not necessarily that creative. Yes, you are. I just, I have to disagree with you and lift you up there for a moment because what we're all about. And Joe knows, Joe knows this conversation that we have over and over and over again with these makers who are coming on to made TV you're part of that too. So I, sorry for just sort of sidetracking the question for a second, but
1: no, that's perfect. No, you're right. That, and that, you know what there is. And I I will add to that. There is one more thing that I guess is, is creative. I do love to bake and I love to, to cook when I'm in that zone, I'm in that moment. I can just take my time, make something beautiful and delicious. Like that to me is that brings me joy too.
0: Yeah. That creative moment. Okay. And Joe, what brings you joy?
1: From the very beginning is I truly
2: believe in my heart of hearts that everyone should have the opportunity to tell their story Mm -hmm. to people who will listen. And, you know, famous people get to tell their story a 100,000 times. And, you know, the rest of us never have the opportunity because we're not famous or published or whatever. And so when we feature the videos or when we used to feature the stories in the magazines and It was the first time anybody got to say their story out loud and have someone else hear it. That brings me more joy than anything could ever anyone could ever imagine.
0: And of course, you have been doing that for years and years, and you have done it so well. Okay, so right now we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk all about what Joe and Monica love to make themselves and their studios and what's coming soon with Made TV. We'll be right back today's podcast sponsors are thequilting.ca and angelssewing.com. There is a new quilted coat in town and you are not going to want to miss it. They thought we couldn't do it, but we did it anyway. Who created it? Thequilting.ca. Why is it different? You no longer have to struggle with paper patterns and pins. The cut lines are stitched directly onto the quilt with a computerized long arm. It is so easy, you simply just cut and sew. Not only that, it's reversible, you can choose an option for less binding, and it has pockets. The Copenhagen Quilted Coat Pattern just released on October 27th and is now available. Don't have a long arm? No worries. You can either purchase the digital pattern for use with your computerized long arm or find someone to quilt your coat for you at www.thequilting.ca. That's T H E Q U I L T I N G.ca. For listeners of the Quilter on Fire podcast only, use FIRE20 at checkout for 20% off and make your showstopper quilted coat today. Discover a haven for sewing enthusiasts at angelssewing.com. Our store in Salem, New Hampshire is dedicated to providing a vast selection of high-quality sewing machines, fabrics, and accessories to help bring your creative visions to life. Whether you're a seasoned quilter, embroiderer, bag maker, or a beginner embarking on your first sewing project, we offer a range of products to suit every skill level our knowledgeable and friendly staff are always on hand to assist with your needs, ensuring a seamless shopping experience. Explore our online store and find endless inspiration for your next sewing adventure. Dive into our online treasure trove at angelssewing.com and let your creativity flow seamlessly with every stitch. At angelssewing.com, we're not just sewing, we're building a community of creators. If you shop at our sponsors, you support this free podcast. And we are back. Joe and Monica, tell us what you each love to create and where at home. Where is your most creative studio space? Monica, you go first.
1: (laughs) Well, I laugh because I'm literally in a studio right now in a studio apartment. So it's all kind of one in the same. As far as things I love to create, I actually really love creating beautiful tablescapes. For dinners, that is one of my favorite things to create. I love picking the placemats, doing the flowers in the middle of the table, and that's that's probably my favorite thing to create. And outside of the the cooking side of me and the digital side where I'm creating websites and and all of that, yeah, table settings are are my favorite for sure.
0: Okay, and how about you, Joe? What do you love to create? And describe
2: your studio space to us. Okay, so I have to tell this story, right? Because it's so important to all of you listening. I, all these years, all these 46 years, I never created anything. I was the behind the scenes publisher, you know, connector, all those kinds of things. But then when I sold my company and things didn't work out and I went to France with Sharon Payne Bolton, she got COVID. And so we were stuck in. Well, her studio is beautiful. We weren't stuck there, but we couldn't go out. And she is incredibly talented. And she makes like Kelly May Krenz in those is she makes hearts that are embroidered and stuffed and everything. And she said, I'll teach you how to make hearts. And I said, yeah, that's not going to happen. And she said, well, I'm going to sit here and make hearts because she had COVID. Well, I sat at the table with her for like six hours watching her make hearts. And I thought, yeah, this is going to go on for five days. So, okay, teach me how to make hearts. It literally changed my life. After all of these years, City. I love beautiful things. Like I collect jewelry and have all my mothers and my grandmothers all these years. And to make those little stuffed hearts, I became obsessed with it. So I live in this little tiny 700 square foot apartment that I've loved almost the 16 years I've lived there. But the last couple of years, I've gotten a little claustrophobic and felt a little sorry for myself because all my friends have these big, beautiful homes and I have this little apartment, but does have a beautiful view of the entire city, and it sits on the side of the mountain. So when I started making these crazy hearts, I decided that what I would do is change my apartment into a studio with a bed. So instead of having a little apartment with a little tiny studio, now I have a great big studio where I just live, right? And my mindset and what it has done for me, I'm going to do videos on the wellness aspect of, of doing crafts because, I mean, I believed it, but I had never experienced it my very self. And now that I have, it is just phenomenal the change it makes in your mindset and your calmness Mm -hmm. and your feeling of accomplishment. I mean, do I think my hearts are fabulous? No. But do I love them? Yes. I mean, they have my mother's jewelry on them. The only problem is, is my entire life, In my entire career, I have always said at the end of everything, I love you with a thousand hearts. Mm -hmm. That has just always been my saying. So I decided I would make a thousand hearts. So my daughter is absolutely horrified because she's not quite sure what she's going to do with a thousand (laughs) hearts. and I suggested that she put them in my casket and she said when you pay for your casket will you buy three so that I can put we can put one layer but under you and one layer over you and just pack you in them and you'll be happy forever
0: oh it's actually a nice visual it really is
2: <laughs> I think so I think I would be very at peace with that right
0: Okay, I want to move. This is a lovely conversation. And I want to move into kind of the future vision for made TV. So first, let's start with each of you tell me what is your favorite thing about what made TV brings to the world? Let's start with you, Monica.
1: Oh, my gosh, I, I love that it brings an opportunity for creators, this opportunity to to see themselves in a totally different way with this longer form content with the potential of a TV show or series. And I love that it's, to me, both May TV and Bloom TV and every everything that we're creating here, it's impact media. It's feel-good media. It's like, you know, we've gotten so used to seeing drama right on the screens and everything else and personas that are forced to be entertaining to the public and this to us is it's impact media it's where people can show up as they are who they are what they create and bring it to the screens and that we can invite the public in to join us and get to know the people that uh, are behind the videos and so that's really special to me yeah
0: and how about you joe what's your favorite thing about made tv
1: Mine, I have to go back to the community because artists and
2: creatives oftentimes work alone and are oftentimes criticized for people who don't understand the arts or Mm. what it brings to the table. And Made TV will give us all a place to feel like we belong and we're important and that what we do is credible. And Mm. I think that's more important than anything because it is Terrifying to feel like you're alone, Mm -hmm. and so and it gives you the ability to create more and be more creative Mm -hmm. if you feel like you have people behind you backing you, you know. And so that's that's what I hope. I hope we have the biggest, most wonderful community online ever. At the end of the day,
0: yeah, I love that conversation because so often as a creator, you're doing something new or innovative, or you're trying something that perhaps your current family and friends don't understand. And you're lifting yourself above that and maybe sometimes leaving people behind and, When you surround yourself with a community of creators, like-minded creators, it really just, it helps you move forward and your family and friends that were with you before will realize you're lifting them up to come with you, right? So I love that conversation. It's such such an important space that you're creating for people to get in and start doing what they love. So let's move on to the future vision for May TV. So Monica, what are your dreams moving forward for this brand?
1: Oh, my gosh. So many. You know, one is to be a content partner for larger streaming networks, which is what we're starting to step into with with Bloom TV. It's to be the number one go-to platform for creators who want to grow their brand, who want to be seen, who want to be a part of a community. And also a place where the public can go to not only find educational content but be entertained and support creators in a whole new way. Eventually we'll have one spot where you can go to and you can choose the niche media that you either want to watch or you want to join as a creator. And so that's a big thing on the horizon. Also the way that we we work it's it's very phased out, right? We have creators come in and they submit their own TV show pilots or workshops, tutorials, and as we start to get a feel for what the audience really loves for the next iteration for MADE TV and what's coming there is full TV shows and series based off of these submissions, as well as a series of professional workshops that have been produced by our team. So this is all in the future for MADE TV.
0: Yeah, it sounds like exciting things are to come. Now, Monica, I'm going to ask you this next question again, because there are a few big things coming soon with MADE TV. Tell Mm -hmm. me about the documentary on Joe coming up.
1: Joe Packham's (laughs) got a documentary coming out. (laughs) We, this has been, you know, this has been something that I think is very painful for Joe to even think about because she's always been behind the scenes and highlighting other creators. And we've had to remind her that this is, although it's about her, it's not for her like this. It's such an incredible story and uh, something that we really want other makers to see because it is inspiring. It is going to be so beautifully done. We start shooting that in the next month. (laughs) Joe sitting over here Getting fidgety just thinking about it, but uh, we start filming with Joe on the documentary in the next month, and we'll be releasing that in 2024. We also have a series that will be coming out with Dion Woods in 2024 as well, and then a couple of other things in the works, but we're not quite ready to share those yet.
0: Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about Dion Woods because that's going to be nine episodes, and what kind of a series is it?
1: So it's all about healing through art. So she's going to be visiting different artists' studios and honing in on different topics such as imposter syndrome, for example, and meeting with artists that maybe you're uh, facing imposter syndrome and it's getting in the way of their life or their business or growing as an artist and helping them through different tools to work through that through art. So it's just healing through art. So she's going to be popping into different artist studios and tackling different issues and also teaching the public different ways that they can move through some of these things that we all experience.
0: Yeah, that sounds so good. And we all know that Made TV is coming up with some really fun holiday workshops. They are actually happening right now. So we're into the holiday workshops. The the Christmas ones are coming up soon. So tell us all about that.
1: We actually... We were shocked when we, we knew that we wanted to run live workshops for our members. Mm-hmm. And we we put it out there to our creators, to our makers, that we wanted to run live workshops and you can apply to teach one. And wow, we were just overwhelmed. So November and December are packed jam full of holiday focused workshops and it is very diverse in what you can learn, what you can sign up for. You have to be a member in order to attend, but you can sign up for as many as you like. These, we actually had to do a bit of a cut off because we had so many makers signing up to teach these workshops, and those two months got pretty full. So, right now, you can find, I think, close to 40 workshops that you can attend just through those seasons. And then we also plan to have additional workshops coming in January and February and potentially throughout the year. We're going to see how it goes, but uh, now's the time to sign up for them.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. I think live workshops are a great element and it's really good for the creators to practice and get themselves out there. And when you're watching a live workshop, it's almost like you get to see the real deal, like what the person is really like, because there's no hiding behind the edits, right?
1: That's right. Joe's going to be doing a workshop, too. She's got a live workshop.
0: Hey, I let me a... Ask, is it is it about making hearts? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but you will be really surprised at what it's about. It's interesting because I have a friend. We've been friends for a very long time who I admire very much, Margot Elena. And she said to me one day a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, this this segment of my life, I am never going to say no. I'm going to do all those things that scared me all the years I've been in business. So when we started talking about these workshops, she's a recluse. She's um, always behind the scenes. And she said, Joe, you and I are going to do a workshop. And so we both agreed that we wouldn't say no this time, that we would actually, we're going to do it together, actually.
0: Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. And it's so funny that you say that because I think I might be in a segment of my life where I've decided I'm only going to say no. <laughs> no, but that's just, a lot of people ask me to volunteer for things, which I love, but I can't volunteer for everything. So I have to say <laughs> no sometimes. But that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. So for the May TV holiday workshops, the Halloween and Thanksgiving ones have already rolled out by today, which will be November when this podcast airs. But there will still be the holiday ones and even New Year's ones to come. So be sure to check out the website for that.
2: Plus, they will be live on the site always. Mm, So they are filmed so you can watch whichever series that you want any time of the year. Yeah, that's
1: right. So if you do miss the live workshop, which we encourage people to join the live ones because they're just so much better. You get that face-to-face interaction. You get to participate with everybody. But if you do miss a workshop, even after this is aired, you can go back and view our holiday workshops.
0: Oh, that's great. Oh, that's really good. So you can see it for... Years to come. Okay. So now it's time for the lightning round, Robin. It's a series of rapid fire questions and it's super fun. Are you both ready? Ready, ready. Okay. So we're going to go with Joe first and then Monica. So I'll ask the question and then you can each answer. So what is your favorite tool or notion for creating?
2: Really good sharp
0: scissors. Okay. Monica.
1: Fast internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you ever have a crafty or creative escape?
0: Hearts. I
2: make hearts.
0: <laughs> I make hearts. Okay. How about you, Monica?
1: It's baking. Yeah. Baking. Mm-hmm.
0: With the beautiful edible flowers.
1: Yes, of course.
0: <laughs> okay. And Joe, do you have any kind of personal reward system for getting things done?
2: Yes, absolutely. If I get something done and I really like it, I get to buy more beads and jewelry, um, okay,
0: Monica.
1: oh man, yeah, if I get something done i I feel like I can check out, and so it's off the computer and usually to the mountains for me mm, to
0: the wilderness. <laughs> that's great yeah.
1: um, okay, and Joe, what is a creative
2: skill you'd love to learn at this point in your life? I would love to be a painter i I'm terrified by it. I would love to learn how to do that. Okay. How about you, Monica?
1: Oh my gosh. You know what? I think I would go with that too. I think I'd love to learn how to paint something really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sounds really good. I remember I was in a vendor booth once trying to sell my quilting cruise or my quilting trip and sharing the booth with me was a painter. And I fell so in love with what she was doing. And she was selling a creative retreat to Italy. I thought, oh, my goodness, if I'm going to start learning how to paint, I think that's where I need to go. (laughs) Okay, next question is, have you had any weird, funny, or crazy creative moments?
2: Hundreds and hundreds. (laughs) 46 years is a lot of crazy creative moments. Can I think of one at this very instant? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: okay. How about you, Monica? Have you had a cake flop?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. So many times, but actually, no, I had somebody that out of obligation, I went with them to do glass making. I didn't want to, I'm more of that, like show up and buy person and not make it. But, (laughs) but yeah, that was, it didn't turn out well. My
0: Well, and so thinking about this question, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the Oscars, because that's a huge leap for someone who creates, on a small scale. So did you have any crazy moments there?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. There was stuff that I had to, because I had to ship it out to California. So there were things that when I got there, they did not look as they did when they were in Denver. So I had to remake a lot of stuff. So yes, I have had that happen.
0: (laughs) Okay. So the last question is, do you have any furry friends in the studio? So uh, let's start with Joe.
2: I do not. I am. I had a dog that I loved and I can't go there again when you lose them, right? So I borrow everybody. I'm the tender. I'm the babysitter. Yeah. So when everybody else goes away, I babysit. So that takes care of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. And how about you, Monica?
1: I have a big old Doberman. I love him so much. His name is Ajax.
0: Jack's Okay, how sweet. Well, you guys did so well. Thank you for braving the lightning round, Robin. So Monica, I've mentioned the website at madetvnetwork.com a few times where we can find everything that made TV offers. But where's the best place for makers to connect with Made TV on social media?
1: Instagram right now. So it's madetv.network.
0: Okay, so that's the handle at madetv.network. Now as we wrap up, what do you each want? The listeners to take away most from our conversation today. Let's start with Joe.
2: I think what I'd like him to take away is that I believe that makers are problem solvers. Creatives are problem solvers. We do that every day and it's time that we all work together to solve all of our problems at the same time so that we can all benefit from what the other one learns and from each other. And that's why the community of made TV is so important to me. So just know you're not alone and that we're all here to help and solve everybody's problems in one way or another. Yeah. Such
0: good words. And how about you, Monica?
1: Yeah. You know, you don't need to know how to do something in order to, when you, when you feel called to create like a network, I I was a baker you know, and, but I wanted to start a TV network. I didn't know how to do it. But when I showed up and I answered the calling of, I feel called to create this, even though I don't know how the right people showed up and it was, it it was formed. And I think it's the same thing with, with makers, with artists, with anybody who's got that calling to create something and doesn't know quite how to get started or how to do it. Just show up, always follow the creative impulse and that calling um, because the right people will show up to support you when you do. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's such a good message. And what a great way to end the podcast, Joe Packham and Monica, Michelle, it has been such a pleasure to have you both on the show. Thank you for sharing the story of made TV.
2: Oh, thank you for having us. It is truly an honor. So that was
0: my show with Monica Michelle and Joe Packham, the co-founders of Made TV. One thing that really delighted me was their newsletter and the content that they put out to people. When I invited them to be on the podcast, I signed up right away for the, the weekly information that's coming out. And I have been inspired by the wide variety of creators featured. And they're so timely in their content as well. When fall came around the corner, the newsletter was just jam-packed with fall, Halloween, Thanksgiving projects. And one thing to watch for that's happening right now are those live holiday workshops. And I'm even popping in there myself on December 6th in the evening to do a live holiday mini mystery workshop. So head on over to the website and check that out. You can come and see me live on Made TV. These two women have co-founded something very special in Made TV that makers and learners alike are going to love. And I loved sharing their story with you. Join me for a quilter's dream trip to Japan in May 2024. Delight in the breathtaking beauty of traditional Japanese towns, shop for stunning fabrics, and learn traditional Japanese techniques like sashiko. We'll be partaking in four wonderful hands-on workshops. Book your spot today by calling Opulent Quilt Journeys, one 235 3767 or go to opulentquiltjourneys.com. Again, don't forget to check out thequilting.com and angelssewing.com. They both have discount codes for listeners of the Quilter on Fire podcast in the show notes. If you love this podcast, please support our sponsors. Thank you for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire.